The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. What's up? This is the most must-see WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. Marie. And you are going in SmackDown Live! Hey, this is Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke watching Going In the Raw. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson live uh, filmed live at twitch twitch.tv forward slash Steven Larson and of course found wherever audio podcasts are found as well be sure to leave us a rating or review or a comment if you're listening to us right now you know it's been a while since I've actually looked at any of the comments I wonder what our ratings like right now on uh, uh, let's see here, library. Let's see, I'm gonna search for us uh, on on the Apple iTunes mm. Apple Podcast thing. I haven't yeah. looked at that for a while. Yeah, if you're watching us on uh, on YouTube, of course, smash that like button. Really Please. helps. Somebody asked the other day. They said you guys get in the YouTube comments. They're all very snarky over there. They said, do you guys get what's up? Do you guys get paid in likes? No, but it, it, it's beneficial to like people finding us. No, we get paid money like everybody else. <laughs> That's true. We do get paid money. <laughs> I'm not sure I can pay my mortgage and likes. No, that's where that's not legal. I haven't tender. checked. I haven't checked. Oh, I, I have. I've I've acquired with uh, with uh, Mr. Mr. Bank, and he says he does not accept likes, uh, comments, or uh, engagement. Uh, he'll only take the money. So we're still at a five star rating. That's rad. That's swell. Uh, let's see here. What is this? Eight, ten. It was ten days ago. The last one. Ten days wow. ago. That's really cool. From uh, Curly Kevin S. Thank man, you, we got two. Kevin. We have 2,000 ratings. Oh, man. And uh, the, the majority of them are five stars. That's awesome. There's a couple four stars. That's the second place. There's about as many one stars as there are four stars. Oh, I want, I want to read all those one star ones. Those are probably the most entertaining. I don't know how to see. How do I see more of these? See all. Here we go. Well, Kevin uh, Curly, Kevin S. Curly or Curly Kevin S. says Stephen Larson are very entertaining. I haven't been watching wrestling, but I love the art. Thank you guys for the chemistry you have together. Uh, oh, here we go. Give me a oh, one star. That's what, that's what I care about. Right well, this here's a two star. I got a two star here. All right. From Parnassus. Former friendo here. Just got tired of this shtick. Switched over to post wrestling with Pollock and Whiting and haven't looked back. The amount of insane fantasy booking Steve does with no actual thought into it is nuts. Most of his take. Wow, this is long. <laughs> I just ex- keep I going. Just keep going. This is it. great. This is the stuff I love to read. Uh, let's see here. Uh, uh, most of his takes are just completely regurgitated woke Twitter takes. If you're involved in wrestling Twitter in any way, you can see where he gets all of his ideas. Wow. <laughs> Not an original thought from this guy. It doesn't help that both Steve and Larson are constantly taking news from other sources and just lightly saying, yeah, check them out. It doesn't work that way, guys. You can't just spout fightful select news and say it's your own scoop. What? We've we never, never say that. We have. I can't tell you the number of times people on Twitter have like, hit up Sean Ross App saying, Steve and Larson recommended your service to us. <laughs> oh, man. Plus, you guys are constantly saying, I think I saw a tweet that said this from Sean Ross Sapp, Alex McCarthy, Melter, etc., without ever actually citing your source. Oh, I love it. Here's this one. This is from October 4th, 2019. Big Rick. AEW's had one show, and these guys already have them destroying WWE. One star. It's <laughs> great. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. Well, I want more. Anyways, let's talk SmackDown. There's a lot to unpack here. <laughs> uh... Yeah, no. Uh, what what you think of SmackDown in a nutshell? I mean, I enjoyed most of it. It was a weird show. Um, uh, There's like two exceptionally long talking segments to bookend the episode. The last so, one was a necessity, though. 
was or wasn't? The one, the last one was definitely a necessity. The Triple H Appreciation Night. Oh, that was great. No, that it feels was like so the very pathetic. definition of a luxury, not a necessity, Steve. Uh, I think I think Shawn Michaels brought up best when he said, "Where was my 25th anniversary celebration?" Yeah, no, it was great. It was, it no, was it, too it long. Be, it could it, be it could be good and also be an absolute luxury, not a necessity. Okay, whatever. Anyways, uh, stories. I thought it was I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was it was. I didn't realize that Triple H was such an Eric Andre fan because it honestly played like that kind of humor, just weird and slow and awkward. Yeah. But you know that they're all cracking up. Yeah. Uh, I thought I thought that was great. No, it was fun. The end segment was fun. It was just really long. Uh, the Sasha Lacey Evans match was really good. I thought that was a solid match. Uh, they really didn't uh, 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 beat around the bush too much. They got right to the core of the story that needed to be told, and they told it. They told it effectively. Yeah, and that's then a two. Before it it went on too long, they got out of there. I thought. Yeah, I thought the. Uh, I think I, I agree with you with the women's match. Um. What else was going on tonight? See, they strayed away from the Otis and Mandy thing. They're not getting that back, back to that till next week, and I thought that that had some good momentum to it. Um, we had... Uh, they're, they're letting it breathe. That's fine. Uh, yeah, I know, but, like, I don't know. I'm not into the tag thing. I don't care about that. Um, the Drew Baron Corbin thing was fine. Uh, I mean, they got that... In a Boy, lot of ways. Yeah, man. Like- it feels like not a lot. Not a, it's funny because of the head you said. There's a lot to unpack here. There really isn't. There, well, not I a lot most, happened. I, I meant mostly in just the Triple H thing. Oh yeah, a lot to unpack. Um, but I, I like that. I mean, granted, I'm not a huge uh, uh, Forgotten Sons fan, but uh, nonetheless, they're trying to make the tag division on SmackDown about more than just Usos, Miz, and Morrison and New Day, and I appreciate that because yep. you don't go back that well too often. Um, I like the Lucha House Party stepped up. I like they got a win because they're pretty good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I like that too. That was good. Um, so that's cool. Hopefully, they, that's some momentum they can carry on and give us some fresh matchups, some new storylines. Because really, I mean, that's what we need on on SmackDown. We got a lot of the same people, you know, involved in the same feuds. We need something fresh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I like that. Yeah, I agree um, with that. I mean, the Forgotten Sons actually approached delivering some measure of a manifesto. Oh, they did. No, they totally did. They didn't approach it. it. They it, did. It, it amounted to like a sentence and a half of Cutler, but you know what they're about kind of now. Oh, come on. It was more still. It was more than that. As much as I want to rag on the Forgotten Sons, they actually gave them more motivation in one promo than they did oh, in yeah. the entirety of still NXT. Still haven't motivated the junkyard. Uh, well, give it time. <laughs> one step at a time. I mean, can we just make the logical leap that... No, never mind. There's no logical leap there. <laughs> there's no, there's well, I mean, no there'd have to be there. a situation where uh, either Cutler or or Riker, upon their return from service, uh, you know, they were getting no opportunities. The only opportunity they got was uh, working at a junkyard. Uh, eventually, whoever got that job befriended the proprietor of said junkyard, and when that proprietor passed away, he bequeathed the junkyard to that individual, and they became the junkyard owner. You should write that in a fanfic blog, man. Um, okay, so is it awkward at all for... Okay, so which one hasn't served? Wesley Blake? Blake? Yeah. Is it awkward at all for him to be in a gimmick where they're veterans, but he's not? Because Cutler's saying, hey, in front of you are standing guys who have served their country, and Blake's like, yeah, we totally I have. I know. I know. That was that a paper too. boy once. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, uh, let's just get right into it. Uh, let's see here. Kicked off with a New Day promo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I always love when Biggie's the perfect guy to make fun of the fact that there's nobody there. Wait, should we talk about the Triple H thing first? Because yeah, let's it was, talk about that because that's, that's, on the, that's on the thumbnail. It's so let's thumbnail. talk about how awkward Vince McMahon was. Okay, fine. We'll talk about that first. Let's just let's just fast forward to that, and then we'll, we'll go back do, to the beginning. Let's do this recap in reverse. How about that? <laughs> edition. Perfect. Perfect. And then we get a one-star review saying, these guys do their podcast in reverse. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, it, 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 you know, it's, it, this whole thing was built up to a huge retrospective. Uh, we can do like a retrospective take on uh, SmackDown. Just do it all in reverse. There you go. Fine. Done. I don't know if it makes sense. Uh, so, yeah, they the, they had some balls with this. Yeah, they I did. Mean, first of all, I appreciated that uh, we know Triple H doesn't take himself too seriously. Right. You know he's got a sense of humor. Right. So uh, hats off to Triple H to not make this feel too self-important uh uh you know uh, uh self-absorbed 
it was a uh, more or less half an hour making fun of Triple H. Yeah, pretty much. It was a it was a Dean Martin. Cele- I think he really wanted a Dean Martin celebrity roast, and they did their best to give that to yeah, him. Yeah, he had, he had uh, HBK out as roast master. Um, they had the FaceTime calls from uh, some luminaries from his mm-hmm. career, uh, his wife, mm-hmm. who had probably the line of the night. Mm-hmm, yeah, and it all culminates with Vince. Which, if you think about it, you could piece together what he was trying to say. Uh, the delivery was a bit scattershot, however. It was all over the place. Yeah, it was all over the place. The, I mean, the longest short of it is uh, Triple H, that whole everything he just did was boring. Uh, he brought up some famous creative failures from WB's past, uh, said, uh, I love you. And when he says that, I can't but help feel bad for Shane. <laughs> Me too. I felt the exact same way. I was like, oh, is Shane's music going to hit right now? Are we going to see Shane? Shane's going to turn to Raven. What about me? What He's going to FaceTime in. Hey, can you point the phone at my dad? Hey, dad, I love you. Mm. Mm. But it Wrap was, it, it up, was, Padre. It was an interesting bit for Vince because uh, in all that we've talked about, Vince, we never really considered him or thought of him to be terribly self-reflective, yet that was the vibe I got. He was yeah. willing to reflect on his own failures, poke fun at them, uh, present himself, dare I say a bit, as a real human being, um, and try to show a sense of humor as awkward as what it was. He has, Vince has such an, an aura, maybe, uh, an image, I guess, a conception we have of him. That he is uh, one of these, com- like, you know, super rich, completely out of touch completely not reflective, not self-aware. And I feel like he's not much of that. You know what I mean? Like, well, I, I think, I, I mean, that's all based on anecdotal evidence and stories we, we, we've heard. And so I, don't, I won't, I don't know if it's necessarily we have to discount that idea of him entirely. That may be a facet of him mm-hmm. um, at times. You know, but as we said several times, Vince McMahon this seems to be a very complex human being. Yeah, specifically when it comes to, you know, I, I think specifically when it comes to second guessing himself or going back and saying, oh, that was a bad idea. I think he's probably the kind of guy who understands that, you know, you make decisions and then you have to live with them. And so I'm not sure he's the kind of guy who would say, oh, well, you know, I would do that different because we all do the best we can in the moment that we're making these decisions. Uh, that's, I mean, certainly a type of, you know, personality, I guess, mm-hmm. but, uh, but yeah, I mean, he's always been, he's always been willing to, to make fun of himself, to make fun of his own product. I mean, the very first episode of edge and Christian show, uh, mm-hmm. is a really fantastic take on that one. He still looks at Christian and he says, don't you read the internet? I hate you. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and there's all sorts of instances over the years of him doing that. Yeah. Um, but it is kind of, it is interesting that he would take this moment to really lay it in in terms of some of the bigger, you know, uh, guffaws, some of the bigger uh, 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 misfires. Oh yeah. In you know, in his in his uh, creative career, anyway. And they certainly didn't shy away from the name Katie Vick. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. Apparently, it's not too soon anymore. The time is the time is now <laughs> that you can talk yeah. about Katie Vick. So that was something else. Uh, all, I mean, all in all, it was a fun segment. It, uh, had some phone calls from uh, Ric Flair. Uh, the best probably was was Stephanie. Oh, by far. Uh, where uh, she's she calls in right as HBK is making fun of her, uh, and then she's like, "I can see Sean is is making fun of me. He's mocking me back there." Mm-hmm. And she goes, "Well, tell that no good, lazy eyed." And then Triple H hangs up on him. <laughs> so just. Ballsy stuff, you know, stuff you wouldn't expect, humor you wouldn't expect. Yeah, man, it's all there. There was something. There was something very just. The only reason they're getting away with this is because they all run the company. You know, mm-hmm. like nobody else would be able to get away with this no. except for them. And and yeah, but it all I, felt very genuine too. It, all, it I mean, did. I, I can imagine this is just how they poke fun at each other in a friendly manner backstage. You know. Yeah, yeah, and so it was. It was an interesting. It was some interesting insight into, into exactly that because it came across. And and yeah, he said, Vince said, no, "I love you." <laughs> it was. Well, it was. It was really adorable. Even Lacey was sitting there. She's like, "Oh, that was really cute." Well, he does. He comes out and he said, "He says, congratulations, Paul." Yeah. Yeah. He, and he actually says, "To calls him my son-in-law." He said, "There, I said it." 
because I don't has he ever I guess he's never openly acknowledged that on I don't know camera has he never said that like those words before maybe not I don't know if he's ever said it like that outside of story mm-hmm. you know because he's kayfabe as well yeah Triple H and Steph are married so yeah yeah I right I don't right. know I don't know I don't know but it was interesting it, you know it, it's it's a different side of Vince um, you know. Uh, that we're not used to seeing on our televisions. Well, also given that we've heard and you can see in the evidence because he's never on TV anymore, except for rare occasions, he doesn't like to be on TV anymore. Um, the fact that he did this, that he actually did show up on TV and he put himself, put himself out there and he made himself a bit vulnerable, you know, in front of absolutely no crowd, mm-hmm. um, which has got to be weird mm-hmm. uh, is, uh, is also, you know, it also says something about, you know, what he felt about the moment and how, what mm-hmm. it meant to him. Did you see that uh, video making the rounds on Twitter where, uh, I don't know what the event is, but someone asked him if he's going to buy TNA? No, I didn't. Yeah. When was <laughs> this? I have no idea. I don't know when it was Well, from. like ballpark it, like <laughs> 10 years ago? Mm, could be. I have okay. no idea. Okay. I have All no right. idea. Um, and so the guy's going on and on like, hey, you know, you have the money to do it. Tell me you could do it. Save the company. And this guy's going on and on for like a minute, basically imploring Vince to buy TNA. And at the end, when Vince finally gets a word in, he just kind of goes, hmm, maybe. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's for comedic effect. Like, he's doing it to be funny. <laughs> it's yeah. actually pretty effective. Yeah. He does it with a smirk on his face. It's pretty funny. That's, that's pretty good. No, I did see, though, somebody posted a clip of a, uh, John Cena. Uh, oh, the indie show? Refing an indie show from 2007, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Vince did a run in <laughs> and ate a, an FU or an AA or whatever from Cena. That's funny. It was pretty good. It was pretty good stuff. Like, you'll never hear an indie crowd pop like that for anything yeah. at yeah, all. Imagine. Like, the biggest freaking markout moment at PWG had nothing on this. It was great. <laughs> I mean, yeah, could you imagine how surreal it would be to see Vince McMahon in an indie ring that you're at? I you know? know. Do a run in and then get an get a AA. Yeah. We'll run down the specifics of the Triple H segment, but let's yes, uh, go yes, back to the beginning to of it. So, uh, yeah, first we had a new bit. Uh, the New Day came out to celebrate their uh, eighth uh, tag team title win. And Kofi gets on the mic. He shouts out Big E for securing the titles. And he's like, come on, everybody. I want you to clap. And Big E says, Kofi, there, there's literally nobody here. Nobody here. Nobody is here right now. Yeah. And Big E is, all, is, is saying how happy he is to have those titles back around their waist. And he starts to get maybe a little lewd. A little dirty. <laughs> yeah, he starts talking about uh didn't he start talking about celebrating last night or something? Yeah. Yeah. And Kofi cuts him off, uh, points out that they have more reigns than many legendary tag teams like Demolition. Uh he didn't mention the Dudleys, because I think the Dudleys are the one team that's ahead of him in number of reigns. Um, but it's a who's who heart foundation, uh, so on and so forth. Um, and then uh says they're proud to have their names. He says, I'm not being braggadocious. We're just proud to have our names next to those teams. And then Big E mentions that they have more title reigns than Tom Brady has rings. Mm-hmm. And Big E is happy that Tom is in Tampa. Kofi, of course, is from the Boston area. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe Big E currently lives in Tampa. Yeah. Um, so there's a bit of a, a rivalry brewing there. Yeah. Do they ever mention that on their podcast? I haven't listened since the Tom. Uh, oh, okay. Signed. Okay. I wonder if that's a thing. Yeah, I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me. Uh, so anyways, uh, let's see here. Uh, Lucha House Party comes to the ramp. Lindsay Dorado's ring or entrance gear is just oh, beautiful. Man. It's so beautiful. Oh, it's something else. Anyways, they congratulate the New Day, but they're tired of not getting opportunities that they deserve. I didn't even know they were a tag team on SmackDown, so mm-hmm. what are you going to do? They're uh, they a said they... chamber match, man. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, they said they want to be the first team to challenge for the tag titles. Ms. Morrison come out. They walk right past Lucha House Party. Man, disrespect. And they ask why uh, the New Day carry themselves like legit tag champs because the New Day has never beaten them in a traditional tag match, even though that was the same point that uh, uh, Kofi was using, or the Usos, I think, were using on them a couple weeks yeah. before. Yeah. Yeah, Ms. says uh, New Day deserves the titles. Ms. Morrison elevate the belts, and they want them back right now. Uh, Metalik interrupts, speaking in Spanish. And then Miz asks uh, John Morrison, hey, you were used to wrestle in Mexico. Translate. And then he more or less says, oh, yeah, Middle League just put you over in New Day's Hall. No, that's not what he said. Mm-hmm. Let's say he's about to translate. Uh, Forgotten Sons interrupt. Miz asks, who are you? Who are you? Cutler does the talk and introduces the three of them, says they serve their country. 
but since they've come home, they've been treated like trash. But soon you all will know who they are because we're going to run the tag division. Yes. Uh, go ahead. So Miz then starts sees uh, you know, there's a thing here in WWE called respect. And then Riker grabs the mic and he says, you're a poser. You only played a Marine in the movie in a movie. Uh, and he tells Miz that he's looking at a real Marine. And then uh, Blake says, the thing about us is that we have a special skill set and we can attack. We can strike at any time, any place, anywhere. And then they attack. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And they just attack now, so anytime, anyplace with there. Yeah. Um, and then the Forgotten Sons hit their finish on Big E, and then Riker powerbomb uh, Kofi onto uh, on, on Big E. Yeah, that looked nasty, too. Yeah, it looked like that would hurt. Yeah. Uh, we get a little montage of Triple H's first year in WWF, 1995. Yeah. When he was the Connecticut Blue Blood. Yeah. yeah. Hunter Hearst Helmsley. It's, it's sad how quickly they got rid of his accent, because in his first, like, promo, he had, an, he had a weird accent. Mm-hmm. Anyways, after that, they had a Miz and Morrison backstage, and uh, they walk into an interview. Is Renee Young? Mm-hmm. Uh, they have beef with uh, Lucha House Party for instigating all that stuff. They want to match against them tonight to make sure to, to make everything right. Yeah, they want nothing to do with Forgotten Sons. Yeah, and then John Morrison said "Esta noche." Yeah, that means tonight. 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 After that, we had uh, Money in the Bank qualifier Drew Gulak versus Baron. Corbin, Corbin, King Corbin, and uh, the, the funniest, the funniest thing about this is that one shot when uh, Daniel Bryan is sort of in the background of the match, and then the Artist Collective come and they like try to kidnap him. Basically, they basically try to kidnap him, yank him over the barricade, and toss him the LED board. I know. Yeah, and then that distraction uh, lets Baron win effectively. Um, Drew gets down, clotheslines Cesaro, uh, Baron. Uses that distraction to drive Drew into the ring post, follow the end of days, bang, win. And then uh, Cesaro and Nakamura hit the ring. They hold up Drew so Baron could hit him with the scepter. I saw, like, was did Drew ever try to go for a roll-up in this match? Yeah. Yeah, he, he did. did. Okay, mm-hmm. good. All right. I sort of have to pay attention. Uh, let's see here. Uh, got an announcement after that that... Broncos uh, uh, head back to the NFL. Yeah. And uh, said Corey said Gronk has taken every precaution to avoid losing the title during an NFL game, so they yeah, fully expect him to still be champion. Any tackle during a football game, I guess, is a potential pinning predicament. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after that, we had Sheamus versus Daniel. Is this Vido? Vido. Yeah. yeah. And uh, why didn't they bring out Tahuti Miles? I thought he was the MVP of the jobbers. Or uh, Brendan Vink. Oh, he already beat Tahuti Miles. Oh, they're not going to have Seamus destroy Brendan Vink. I think they have high hopes for that guy. Oh, who knows? Uh, well, anyway, Seamus uh, basically annihilated Daniel Vido. Mm-hmm. Uh, last couple of weeks, Seamus has been working uh, seemingly pretty stiff. Yeah. Um, 
He's looking like he's he has some snug shots he's delivering there. Uh, wins without uh, without you know unsurprisingly with a bro kick. Uh, we go down to the announcers. Cole throws to the next Jeff Hardy video package. I was expecting Sheamus to interrupt then. However, that would come later on. So we get <laughs> yeah. the the Jeff Hardy video pa- package part three, the redemption, um, which the kind of focused around the Hardy Boys return to WWE at WrestleMania 33. We were there for that. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, and the next week we get Chapter Four, the comeback. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, we were gonna have, or we had Lucha House Party versus Miz and Morrison. But before that happened, while Miz and Morrison were making their entrance. Seamus was lurking behind Cole and he like just sort of stood over him and made him cower. And I was like, Corey, come on. No, he yanked his headset off him and threw it. Yeah. And then, yeah, stared him down. And then Lucha House Party comes out. Corey didn't do shit. Man, I'd like to think that I'd, I'd at least stand up and dead eye somebody if they were doing that to you, man. It's one thing for somebody to come over there and trash talk you. That might be funny. But if somebody like yanks my buddy's headset off, I'd probably stand up, man. man. I feel like you would laugh too. I wouldn't. Do you think I would stand? I would sit there and laugh if somebody's bullying you? Yeah, I think so. Nah, man, I got your back. You might be a snitch. You might be not a ride or die, but I am a yes, ride or die. I feel like you'd laugh first until I got uncomfortable, then maybe you'd do something. But at first, I think you'd laugh. <laughs> I don't like awkward moments. And I think here's the thing. Exactly. You don't like awkward moments. You wouldn't do it to back me up. You just do it because, like, oh, this is getting awkward. <laughs> I got this because I'm just feeling uncomfortable to sit in here watching this happen. Well, who cares what my motivation is as long as I'm showing some gumption? Well, I'd like to think that your motivation would be true. I'd like to hope your motivation would be true. Man, you got to stand up for yourself. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I would just take it either. It'd be like, oh, Seamus, I know you're, I'm about to, get my, about to get my ass kicked, but man, I ain't just going to take this. I got to go down swinging. Better to go down swinging than to cower. Jeez, yeah, no. Michael Cole, you've been in a WrestleMania match. I know. He used to be jacked. Yeah, he was. Stand up for yourself, Michael Cole. I know. I know. Maybe that humiliation at the hands of John Cena just humbled him to such a degree that he can't do that. Could be. I could John be. Cena poured barbecue sauce all over him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was messed up. That was really awkward. That was. Anyways, Lucha House Party won this match. Uh, Miz is going for a skull-crushing finale. Metalik rolled him up. Miz is like flabbergasted, shocked uh, that Lucha House Party uh, won the match. But I'm all for it. Lucha House Party is really good. Um, elevate them. Some more parody in the tag team division. Fresh feuds, fresh storylines. Yes, please. Yeah, I agree with that. Totally. I was shocked by this win, and, but I was pleasantly shocked. I was pleasantly mm-hmm. surprised. Mm-hmm. After that, I really like this match. Sasha this Banks match versus really Lacey good. Evans. Uh, it was basically just Sasha Banks going after that uh, woman's right, the right hand. It reminded me of the first Sasha Bailey match in terms of the story being told, because that was similar. Bailey walked in that match, I believe, with a busted hand. Uh-huh. So Sasha target that targeted uh-huh. that on targeted. several occasions. Yeah. You know, I won't say this match well as good as it was was is, is not as good as that one. Oh God, but, no, not even close. But it but was in terms yeah. of the story being told as effective. They established the story like immediately. Yeah. And it played out to a satisfying and interesting conclusion. Um as you mentioned, Sasha's working over as Lacey's uh woman's right hand. Um, and that played out in several occasions when, like, Lacey was trying to do a move, her hand would give out. Um, Sasha just like destroying it on the the ring post, stomping on it. Really well done. And then yeah. uh, at one point, uh, Lacey uh, Bailey gets on the apron. Um, I'm sorry, gets Sasha's foot on the ropes for a pin. So La- uh, Lacey pulls uh, Bailey onto the apron, and then Sasha rolls up Lacey. But mm. the ref is distracted by Bailey. That Sasha has uh, Lacey rolled up to like a 10 count, basically. Oh, yeah, it was forever. He's rolled up forever. By the time ref turns around, Lacey kicks out. Um, Sasha's yelling at Bailey, stay out of it. She yeah. turns around, bang, woman's right. She's gotten uh, really good timing with this with the woman's right lately, mm-hmm. I've noticed. It's like, I think it's a combination of the camera angle and just like, you know, being in coordination with people taking it. It looks really cool. At this point, it kind of looks like a really cool punch. I, Lacey, I wonder if part of it is just working on a far more regular basis in front of live crowds. I know we're not right now, yeah. but for the year or so she was prior to that, like she just comes off as a much more confident performer in the ring. Yeah, I agree with that. Than she did when she got called up. Yeah. She also, um, ba- Bailey, actually, I forgot to mention this. Uh, uh, Sasha brought a picture of uh, Lacey Evans' kid, Summer, Summer. Yeah. to the ring. <laughs> that was messed up. It was kind of messed up. They tried to use that to distract her here towards the end. Um, anyways, and Sasha and Baylor walk up the ramp. 
Tamina's music plays. They're looking around for, but she just came in through like where everybody else comes through <laughs> to get on the ramp. Super kicks Bailey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we got a Bray Braun retrospective. So they took like the three months that Braun was in the the Wyatt family and got every little bit of footage they could out of it. I guess. Yeah, it seemed like it was a it was a lot more. I was hoping that they would actually explain that like they broke him away from the Wyatt family just via the draft. I know. <laughs> like maybe Braun went and talked to somebody. He was like, I need to get away from these these weirdos. <laughs> yeah. You know, actually, that actually probably would have been a better, like a more interesting route is if they had like produce it more like a documentary kind mm-hmm. of, you know, like a mini documentary actually mm-hmm. have Braun sit down and maybe kayfabe some of him leaving the Wyatt family. You yeah. know, that could be. Yeah. Man, I was thinking about it. These guys are like best friends, dude. Yeah. I wonder if Bray, you know, everybody that Bray fights, they change. I wonder if they might do a thing where Bray puts Braun over, but like Braun goes back to being like Monster Braun because that was his most that was his most successful run. Mm-hmm. And this him coming out and I'm I'm probably stretching, but him coming out smiling, all happy and shit, it's the least it's so off-putting. It's ill it's an ill fit. It is. He needs to be dist- you know, monster guy. Who can just like tear down the performance center, uh, you mm-hmm. know, at a whim? Yeah. And I'm wondering if Bray, I mean, I, I mentioned this last week. I was like, man, how cool would it be if like Bray loses, but in doing so, he's able to get Braun? He like sort of zooms him back to when he was still the black sheep. And so Braun comes out with the black sheep mask, but he's the universal champion. And he sort of does Bray's bidding mm-hmm. because at this point, like does Bray care about the, I mean, I know he said he wants the title back, but it'd be cool if he had the title and the champion that mm-hmm. goes with it. You know what I mean? That'd be mm-hmm. kind of neat. And then maybe they do a story where I guess my point is given how close these guys are, I'd like to think that Bray is going to do something to make Braun a bit more palatable um, going forward, if he's, st- you know, it's, it's, it'd be, it'd be one thing for Bray to get the title back. It'd be another thing for them to create or to recreate Braun as a main eventer, as a true mm-hmm. main eventer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Somebody who mm-hmm. we actually like fear and get freaked out by, mm-hmm. not like, oh, he's just a transitional champion until Roman Reigns gets back. Yeah, totally. It'd be nice if they could do that. Whether or yeah. not they will, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Uh, we got two Money in the Bank qualifiers next week. Uh, last spot in the men's match. Otis versus Dolph. Ooh, that's going to be good. Kind of feel like Dolph's going to win that one. Uh, next, or also, uh, Mandy Rose versus Carmella. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder if... Yeah, Dolph is probably going to win that. Because I wonder if they're going to do Mandy versus Sony Deville at... Is so, so, Sony's not in the Money in the Bank match, is she? I wonder if they're going to do Moni, Mandy versus Sonya at... Could be. Uh, whatchamacallit, Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. Could be. I don't know. Uh, after that, we had Carmella and Dana Brooke backstage. And uh, Dana Brooke, in a, in a turnaround, is uh, telling Carmella, Hey, I know you've got your match, and that's great, but I was talking to my boyfriend, Dave Batista, in my DMs, and he was saying, you need to focus on a tag match. And Carmella's like, I know, I know. So anyways, uh, Carmella congratulates Dana Brooke. Says she's not worried about next week. She wants those tag titles. I'm focused. Which happens next. Yeah. Uh, and it's a fun start to the match. Like, there was just people flying all over the place. It was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Go to commercial, we come back. Uh, Mella and Dana still have the advantage until Alexa clocks Mella the form. Uh, finish sees uh, Nikki goes for her finish. Carmella escapes that, and then uh, Nikki and Alexa have a brand new finish. It's like it's like, uh, it's like a 3D, but a, it's a 3 DDT. Yeah, that's exactly what. It is. Instead of cutters, yeah. a DDT. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I liked it, man. I think that's rad. Whoever like, I love when I love when tag teams like mix it up. Anytime a wrestler comes up with some new shit, I always like it. You know, me too, me too. When anytime people take standard moves and combine them together into a new move, it's usually fun it means there's, there's some thought going on man exactly. that's what i like i like when people are just thinking about stuff <laughs> yeah well we've seen uh alexa bliss uh you know at the performance center with mike quackenbush trying out new stuff i know i love that so you know we at least her we know 
she's open to trying new things. I'm sure Nikki is as well. Oh yeah. Um, so it's always fun to see. Yeah. For All sure. right. Let's get to, let's get to this uh, half hour long uh, celebration of Triple H's 25th anniversary. Time to play out. the game. This first bit was amazing. This was set the funny. this set the tone. Yeah. This is great. So so Triple H comes out and it's, and he's of course he's prepping to do. He's got his water bottle. And he's going to do the thing. But the thing about these days, man, he can't do that anymore. So before he even gets up to the apron, an intern or a P, I'm sorry, a production guy just what just like speed walks past him and grabs the bottle away from him and just keeps on walking and keeps on walking. Yeah, Like, nope, can't do that. Yeah. And Triple H, you know, he does the Travolta thing. <laughs> uh, he gets a microphone. He starts talking, but he's interrupted by HBK. Uh, HBK is like, I'm not going to let the celebration happen without me. Uh, puts over Triple H. He says, if you're not down with that, I got two words for you. Triple H tries to give him a side hug, and HBK is like, no, back off. Can't do that. Social distancing. Social distancing. Yeah, so that's our, that's the two words now, social distancing. Here, I'll be, tri- I'll be HBK. You can be Triple H, okay? We'll do this. We'll do like a table read of this. All right, sounds good. All right, so uh, HBK says, I sent out hundreds of invites to everyone who cares for you, and here they all are. There's a wide shot of the empty arena. That was good. That was, that good. was good. And uh, Triple H or HPK says, "I want to thank Triple H for uh, for hit for my 25th anniversary show." Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. I remember that. It was a. Oh yeah. It was a wild night. And HPK yeah, asks, "What was your favorite moment?" Oh yeah. Okay. Um. Uh. God. There's so many of them. Uh. I. Uh, Come on, give hard, me one. It's hard to boil it down to just one. Well, you can't give me one because it never it, it never happened. Never had one. You never had one. No, I never had one. Listen, I'm not angry you, about it. Listen, when I get to the office, heads are going to roll. <laughs> and then uh, HBK puts over DX, throws to a blooper reel, uh, come back from that. HBK throws to a montage of Triple H's ma- WrestleMania moments. Well, yeah, because he losses. says, he's like, you've been at WrestleMania many times. Countless WrestleMania moments. And here they are. And the thing that I loved about this was that they had Michael Cole do, I don't know if this New was call. live. Or New if it was pre-produced, but he came, he's, he's narrating, oh, and Triple H takes the loss, and it's like the Ultimate Warrior match, yes, and Michael one, yeah. Cole's doing commentary, Yeah, and then by the end, when they're just going loss after loss, you hear Michael Cole says, and another loss, and yeah. another one, and another one. Yeah. Was that was great. good stuff. That was pretty great. Um, oh, it's Triple H. You go now. Oh, uh, I want to thank a lot of people, all the superstars. Rock, Austin, Taker, Foley, Orton, HBK. Without those people, my career would be nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your career was real great, Triple H, until you had a bit of a hiccup when you met her. We call Stephanie. No fun, Stephanie, or something no like fun, that. Stephanie, no, no fun, fun. Steph. Yeah, yeah. And then Triple H's phone rings. Ring, 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 ring. Hold on, Sean. Wait, hold on. And they got this great. They got a great camera angle. Like they they blocked this perfectly. So you could see like her on the thing, and she's just great in this. With Sean in the background making fun of her, yeah. And he's like, Sean's doing all this stuff, like doing mock face, and uh, she's like, "Yeah, hey, you know, I'm so proud of you, Hunter, but like, I can see Sean mocking me right now. What did he call me? No fun, Steph. I can see him right now. He's he's like, no, no, he's not. He's, he's, you know. And then she's like, you lay no good, lazy eye. <laughs> And then he up on the phone. Off. So good. Oh, so it good. seems like Sean's, uh, he brings up Evolution, like he's going to throw to Evolution package instead. No, Ric Flair FaceTimes. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, hey, don't let Sean super kick uh, you to end the segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Triple H hangs up. And then right well, because commercial- he's about to start crying. He's like, hold on, I got to go. Space. I can't do this. I told I, I wouldn't cry. He hangs up. And then right as they go to commercial, he calls right back. And you hear him crying on the well, phone. Well, you hear Triple H, he grabs the phone and goes, ugh. Yeah. And he, he picks it. He, he sort of, you could just see him, like, he hits it. And then you hear Ric Flair crying as they're fading to commercial. Yeah. Uh, they come back from commercial. Uh, Triple H is talking to Road Dog. Uh-huh. Uh, Road Dog get him the business because of his hair. Says Road like Dog looks pet. like uh, Randy Quaid. He does. And the Triple <laughs> H calls him Brian. Yeah, he, that's right. He called him Brian. He's like, because he just won't stop talking. He's like, okay, Brian, that's great. And then he goes, hangs up on him. Uh, and then Triple H is like, or, or HPK is like, all right, we got to wrap it up. And Triple H says, I talked to the up. executive at Fox. He named him. Yeah. He said, I talked to my Fox. We have all the time. We can go along. It's okay. 
And then HBK says, uh, good, because we haven't even gotten to the Katie Vick segment yet. And that's what brings Vince out. Yeah. And man, he just rambles. Yeah. So he says, yeah, he didn't think uh, he, I would come out or say anything. He says, congratulations, Paul. Paul. 25 years. He says, uh, if we were here in an arena full of people, they might be chanting, uh, chant you're well familiar with Triple H. Triple H. Well, maybe just your family sitting in the front row as they normally do because he rest the arena would be chanting boring boring <laughs> boring and then vince talks about the uh, uh survivor series 91 91 probably no it's the first one it's the first was survivor it 90 where that giant dang turkey and the egg mm-hmm. um and then vince was expecting this huge reaction mm-hmm. when that egg hatched no yays no booze nothing, nothing. he says uh Paul, you weren't quite that bad tonight. Maybe Katie Vick bad. Um, and then Vince just buries Katie Vick, saying it was boring and bad. Kind of like <laughs> he said it was, it was boring life. and in bad taste. <laughs> yeah. So I can't believe you stooped to that low, that those lows. Yeah. Uh, and he likens uh, it to Bailey. This is your life. Yeah. And then he exactly. says he makes sure to clarify. He's like, that wasn't Bailey's fault though. Yeah. <laughs> And then that's when Vince tells Triple H that he loves him. Mm-hmm. And Triple, and Triple H, H says, H says I love you too. Yeah. Um, he says, Triple H performance tonight was awful. It sucked. Uh, says, good night. Uh, lights start to come down. Uh, crickets play. And uh, effectively, as, as HBK and Triple H say, Vince threw him out of the, the building. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was appropriate, man. It seemed like Triple H's kind of humor. It's obvious that he put this together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I thought I thought it was really good. It was and fun. yeah, it was, it was long, fun. but again, it's dude, how many promos have we gotten from Triple H throughout his career which were just really really long? Years it was worth. apropos. It made sense. Years worth. Yeah. The entire reign of terror essentially was uh, Triple H kicking off the show with 20 minute promos, same with mm-hmm. the authority. Yeah, the, the authority area, all that stuff. Yep. Uh, anyways, let's answer some questions. You want to hit up sure. Twitch and I'll hit up Patreon? Sounds good. Dark Dank Lucha, the Triple H Vince segment killed my high, then turned my high back up. Vince is one hell of a goofy goober. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's like his his movements are so different now, you know? Yeah, he's old. Uh, actually, I'm on the Discord. Brian Luckman says, uh, so Vince definitely liked the Katie Vick story when it first happened, right? I mean, I see him laughing about it at Triple H back in the day. Yeah. It always boggles my mind when I, not the actual segment in the funeral parlor, but the interview the week after where Triple H is laughing about it. And it's like shoot laughter. He thought that was it probably is. the funniest stuff. He thought it was the funniest thing. He really did. Uh, Dark Mr. Dang Lucha. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. Go, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Mr. Lipkin says predict who the first wrestler. <laughs> God damn it. I, at this point, I don't know if it's a troll or not. But we get every sing, we get asked this question all the time. Predict who will be the first wrestler to jump ship from AEW to WWE. <laughs> <laughs> you usually say Scorpio Sky. I don't know about now if they're giving him the solo treatment. I don't know who it's going to be. Orange Cassidy. Dark Tank Lucha. How can we send you song recommendations? Just tweet at us, I guess. Um, yeah, it's probably gonna end up going in a black hole. I just end up, I just find Spotify playlists that I like. There you go. Uh, oh, thank you. The Enforcer, Stevie Bradley, gifted five tier one subs. Thank you very much, Enforcer. Wow. He's great. Alex Foster says, "Why do heels help Baron? He seems like the one heel no one should be friends with." That's yeah, a good point, actually. I know he should be the the heel that not the the other heels don't even like. Why is it the guy who called himself the Lone Wolf literally always has henchmen? Don't know. Uh, Dominus I'm guessing this is Dom L. I vote that SmackDown forfeits their final money to make spot and give it to Ruby Riot. Okay, Dom. Jeez. Uh, Wolfpack for life says in the Firefly Funhouse match. Bray said, I've hurt for so long, I've forgotten what it's like to feel. What story beat could they do to remind Bray how to feel? I'm going to say it has something to do with uh, Bo Dallas. Because that's his brother, man. I wanted you to be with me, man, but you said no. Now you're in purgatory. There you go. That's good. Maybe it's got to involve Randy Orton, because I feel like Randy Orton did him wrong the most. That's a good one. You burned down my abode, man. 
uh, is this Ord Pole or Ord Pie? I can't tell because my enough. I got old man vision. Uh, was weird seeing Sean with a big beard like Triple H. Pretty soon the two of them are going to look like a pair of biker uncles. Kind of feel like they're they're all they're well yeah they are already there they've been yeah for they a got while matching now. beards. Uh, Gamer Realm says not sure if you guys read this or not, but according to Wrestling Inc., Mandy brought the Otis and Mandy storyline to Vince's attention. It was approved. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Uh, Fear and loathe, and Vince brought up every every cringe worthy segment like a Jenga piece, while added his own on top of them. Right? Maybe that was like the intention of it. You know, hey, let's get them talking. Let's do something worse than Bailey. This is your life. Uh, Code Quest. All these one star going in raw reviews are the same people who think ingesting disinfectant cures coronavirus. <laughs> oh no! Well, no. The funny thing is, like the other one that I saw just off the top of my head was, I can't watch this anymore. Too much political bias. Oh. Ugh. Hold on, I gotta go take some bleach. <laughs> I gotta go inject some bleach in my veins. Uh, Mazels, thank you for the sub. Uh, Xavier Gray asks, who do you think should win the men's and women's Money in the Bank ladder matches this year? Who should win it, Larson? Who should? Daniel Bryan. I think there's more they can still do with Daniel Bryan and, and either Braun or Bray. Okay. Daniel Bryan, he should. And then Asuka. Uh, who all is in the men so far? So it's Daniel Bryan, Baron Corbin, Alistair, Apollo Cruz, Rey Mysterio, and then that's five, right? And then Dolph or Otis. Boy, nobody really stands out. I mean, it seems the name that stands out the most to me is Alistair. Alistair seems like he, yeah, he right. Would, he yeah, he fills all the shoe in. Yeah, for sure. But I'm trying to think like. Who should? Because like Drew's not giving up that title anytime soon. Which makes you think of somebody from SmackDown, but really the only person from SmackDown that really makes sense would be Daniel Bryan. Who's got the title? Oh yeah. Braun is uh If it's Baron again, I might just give up on wrestling. Oh wow. You're gonna leave the show. Huh? Maybe. We'll think about it. Just come to Friendoville, man. We'll just uh, we'll just chase the algorithm, man. We'll do Tiger right. King stuff. Whatever's hot, uh, we'll talk about it. Gosh, Pyro Ed, thank you for the sub. Um, uh, Prince C. Ross says, uh, to my memory, the Forgotten Sons never had an in-ring promo during their entire time in NXT. He says, why? They sounded pretty good on the mic tonight. They had junkyard videos, but I don't recall them ever being in the ring giving a promo either. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, Mr. Dubs just says Blake is doing an essential service for America in all caps. Wesley Blake, I'm assuming. <laughs> well, now he is an essential worker. That's right. That's a good point. Uh, Diehard Homer watched Triple H versus Stone Cold three stages of hell match. No way out 2001. Great build for a match. It doesn't get the love it deserves. Oh, cool. Big Jeff just texted me. He said Fritz the Cat is on Amazon Prime for free. Have you ever seen Fritz oh, wow. the Cat? Mm-mm. Not all of it, no. It's pretty dark. Yeah, I imagine. <laughs> uh, uh, Dang MQ said there was more than 10 people in the ring during that opening segment. Doesn't matter. Essential service. Essential like, service. People in that ring. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Bark, bark, bark. Uh, Mr. Monks K. Thank you. Uh, Rich the Smash Bro says, do you think Corey has two phones? Because if Carmella texts him and he doesn't reply fast enough, she blows up the other one. <laughs> Having seen some of their Instagram live videos, maybe that's entirely yeah. possible. Because yeah. that dude, he sticks his foot in his mouth more than anybody I've seen. I heard about the panda bit. Yes. Yeah. I just, dude, I happened to flip it on. Uh, Was it this morning? I think it was this morning. Yeah, it was this morning. And like as soon as I put it on, he put his foot in his mouth again. And then he looks at the camera and is like, I'm still paying for the whole panda thing. You should just turn the camera and just do this. <laughs> exactly. He, dude, you know why? It's because he's such he's such a good looking guy. He's such a beautiful man. He's a handsome man, yeah. That he doesn't understand that as a guy, sometimes you just have to be like, okay, take the L. Just take the L. You can't say, well, I don't care how beautiful you are. If you don't want to be in you know, in the shit with your wife or your girl, 
You just got to take the L, man. Swallow your pride. Uh, Mr. Forbesy, do you think with Gronk heading back to the NFL, they can use this as a way to retire the 24-7 title? Uh, I think pandemic is the reason to retire the 24-7 title yeah, for now. Agreed. Can't uh, have Mark, that many sorry, people run around after a title. Go no. ahead. Mark Steele, clearly Michael Cole has experienced some PD, PTSD from the days of Heidenreich. <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. You're totally right. That's a good reference there. That is a great reference. Some Heidenreich sex. <laughs> Sneak up behind you. That's still one of the best con one of the best Conrad lines. Oh, that was so good. That was so good. <laughs> cone quest. You wanna have some of that sneak up behind you sex? Some of that Heidenreich <laughs> sex. Quest. Who knew Gronk would be twenty twenties Bo Jackson? Two sport athlete. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh Alex Foster, what moments in life should end with Vince appearing? And seemingly burying them. Boy, I wish he could do that with Pandemic. I'm itching to yeah. go to a bar or a movie or a restaurant or something, man. Imagine if like, he just readily showed up at uh, either uh, funerals for eulogies or to give toasts at weddings. <laughs> That's good. That'd be great. Uh, White Brownie 92, so who's taking those titles off uh, Alexa and Nikki? No idea. I, a team that hasn't been formed yet. Yeah. Uh, Kyle has an interesting question. Has there been times where segments were so bad Vince came out to try to save it? Not that I could think of. Oh, I don't think he ever would have. I don't think I he's ever just attention. shown up. But I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he's like barked audibles in people's ears. Mm -hmm. Referees mm -hmm. or commentators or whatever. I know he's done that. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jack Starr says, I didn't like the mention of the Katie Vick moment. Your thoughts? I mean, they're bringing up, you know, a, a highly controversial and some would say uh, creatively the low point in uh, WB's history. I mean, he uh, didn't really as, fuck a dead person. No. And also, it's, 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 it's a situation where they got so much flack for it. I think it's just another way they could try to make fun of Triple H. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I mean, it's, yeah, it's something that just went horribly off you know, it's not, it's not that big of a deal. Uh, I stream 2K since the 30th anniversary, 30th anniversary of the Undertaker's WWE debut is this November. How should it be celebrated considering it'll still be in an empty arena? Make it his retirement match. Oh, in an empty arena, you can't do that to the Undertaker. It could be two more years till they have crowds and shows. Man, shows man. Two years. You never know, man. Mr. Dubs, what draft bus being picked tonight do you expect to be the king of the ring in five years? What? I don't know. Wait, what? Oh. NFL oh, draft is yeah, going I on. I, I don't know, know either. I don't know. I don't know. Um, do, 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 do. I think that's it. Oh, we got a couple more things here on Twitch. Oh, cool. Should Triple H add some fun, some of his fun to NXT? Yes. Yes. 100% yes. Uh, Dang MQ, uh, Larson, as an Eagles fan, what are your thoughts on them drafting a quarterback in round two? If they think they can uh, use him to improve the team, why not? Gary MacArthur, who should fight Bray and be reverted to an early incarnation, and what should that incarnation be? Okay, so take Braun off the off the table. Yeah. Um, what about this? I know they don't do this. But what about Asuka? And she's like the incarnation from before she was in NXT. Like she wore like she'd like wear zombie makeup and stuff. Mm -hmm. That'd be mm -hmm. cool. That'd be cool. Who else uh, in the, the WWE could be like reverted? I think we've had this question before, but still it's a good one. Yeah. Ricochet when he was being pushed as a star. Uh, his brother, Bo Dallas. You can make him Bo leave again. Yes. Man, remember how, how like much they were going to try to push him? Ouch. I know. He had a feud against uh, Wade Barrett. Yeah, I know. Uh, Stevie Bradley, book, how could you get Bray into his dad's IRS gimmick? That'd be a Firefly Funhouse thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's when you do like a Bray versus Bo thing. Mm-hmm. Where are uh, those Donnell. guys? Uh, Bo Dallas and Car are they on Raw? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Domel, honestly, I've always felt like Road Dog looks like Randy Quaid. 
That's what. Wait, what? Randy Quaid. Dom L thinks uh, Road Dog looks like Randy Quaid. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dragon Master Drew, thank you for the sub. Uh, Glamorous Jar, Kalisto lives in Florida, yet he's not appearing with Lucha House Party anymore. Why do you think that is? Maybe he's hurt. Yeah, it could be. Um, Omega Advent, hey, friendos, bought the Doors debut album on vinyl today. Do you remember what was the first vinyl you ever bought? Wow. Yes, I do. But I bought it as a gift for my dad. It was uh, Paul McCartney's Flowers in the Dirt. Wow. Yeah. I think mine might have been, it was a, a, a cover album of the Chipmunks doing uh, movie songs called Chipmunks Go Hollywood. Okay, did you buy that yourself? With my own money? No. Okay, so that was the first one. So the, the, the Paul McCartney one, the first one I ever owned, it was either, actually no, the first one I ever bought, I think was The Adventures of Stevie V, Dirty Cash. Because... My uh, music teacher was the singer on it back in oh, England. Really? Yeah, Mar- uh, Marsha, Martha Washington. Um, yeah, it was trippy. Um, the first uh, vinyl I ever had was either the Empire Strikes Back's uh, the Empire Strikes Back story uh, vinyl. Yeah. Or I have the tiger. Okay. I had I have the tiger. Okay. I also got the E.T. soundtrack, soundtrack too. I still have that, actually. You know what's crazy is I was never a big E.T. fan when I was a kid. You know, I, don't, I remember seeing it once in the theaters, and that was it. I, was never, I never thought I was a huge E.T. fan either. I mean, I just liked the music. Yeah. <laughs> it was very inspiring music. It's good stuff. That's John Williams, uh, right? Yeah, of course. Uh, Stevie Bradley, we'll end on this one. I understand what this means. You tell me. What is this from? Uh, the question is, Larson, would you dig twenty feet, twenty six feet down into a hole under a rock that vaguely looks like a face in hopes of finding gold the size of two rolled two Rolls Royces? This is why you gotta watch Unsolved Mysteries. This is what I thought it was. So one of the mysteries had to do with buried treasure, and there was all these hillbilly guys, these rednecks, trying to find this treasure. And I swear they only put it on there to mock these people because they were so backwards. And this guy. They were like, it was like, there was like some clues and code for this buried treasure that goes back like 200 years. And like, he was like, yeah, he said it was a rock that has a face on it. And it's like, it's very loosely could be considered a face. (laughs) This guy, and they never found the damn treasure. Of course not. It was hilarious. Of course not. Of course not. Is that it? That's that. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We definitely appreciate it. All you live Twitch streamers with us. Thank you so much. All the subs. Thank you so much. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back to you uh, Sunday. We have, we'll have we do a news brief probably tomorrow. Yeah, if, if there's news to be talked about, yeah. Sunday, uh, Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah, you got to finish watching that, yeah. And uh, then Monday we'll be back a uh, brand new week. Yep, yep. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. 
or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.